Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Spent a lot of time today talking about housing. At 4 p.m., we look at the death of the single-family home. That's a question I'm asking, by the way. That's not a prediction I'm making. But Toronto Council greenlit multiplexes citywide on Wednesday. And the question we ask is, will Metro Vancouver follow? In fact, Toronto is the largest um, city in North America to do so. It'll be very interesting. 70% of the homes or neighborhoods in Toronto are single-family homes. This will leave up to, lead to the building of up to four plexes on a single uh, property for that city. So a really interesting conversation. And the second question we're going to be asking, is it time to bring down the hammer on Airbnb as the city continues to lose long-term rentals? Now, we look at Quebec's fight against Airbnb. In fact, this week they introduced legislation before, even if you were an Airbnb um, uh, proponent and you had a suite you were renting, you had to, of course, uh, register. Many people didn't register and many of them were illegal. But what they're doing now is not only do you have to register, but there'll be a $100,000 fine. BC is in the midst of writing legislation at this point in regards to how to deal with Airbnbs, which would give municipalities a lot more power to regulate them uh, as well. So we're going to look at that issue uh, during the four o'clock hour with um, Michael Geller. But first, let's talk rentals and evictions. Today we learned of an organization called First United, uh, which recently wrote a report looking at evictions in our cities and the impact that they have on individuals and in families in this very tight housing mar- market. Uh, they're beginning a, uh, an eviction mapping project. You know, the organization, organization polled 443 tenants who were facing evictions. Now, first, uh, United wants to collect that data on how many people have been evicted, where and why, and what happens to them once they're, uh, they're out. Uh, similar reports uh, have been written in cities like Boston, San Francisco, and uh, Montreal as well. Now, some of the complaints are based around the fact that landlords use rules to increase rent significantly. They're sometimes saying that a family member will move out, so the renter moves out, and then they're able to jack up the rents. It's a very complex issue. Uh, Sarah Marsden, who's with First United, spoke to our Jill Bennett uh, a few hours ago to explain what they were uh, sort of looking for and what the report uh, would show. Take Take a listen. So we found that people were being evicted both in formal ways and informal ways. And I'll talk first about the formal ways that people are getting evicted. And what I mean by that is a situation where someone gets a notice of eviction, notice 10 tenancy from their landlord. So they get the eviction paperwork from their landlord. And um, in terms of the reason they got evicted, about 60% of those were for landlord's use. Um, And then we saw, for example, 10% were for non-payment of rent, 10% were for cause. And there there are quite a number of different ways that people can receive notices to end tenancy, but those those were sort of the main numbers there. So it's a very complex issue, but the fact that we have an eviction mapping project uh, and and what and it's interesting what it's revealing. I also wanted to speak to landlords because it's a because it is a very complex issue. Joining me now is Dave Hutniak, CEO of Landlord BC. David, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, first and foremost, uh, do you think 
landlords abuse that simple uh, rule where you can say, look, I want to move into the suite uh, or I have family members wanting to move uh, into the suite. In many cases, some would argue, that's used as an excuse to get the person out and then find a new tenant and jack up the rent significantly. How, how much of a problem is that, do you think, in this market? Well, the thing is, it's it, there's nothing illegal about uh, reclaiming one's uh, rental unit for personal use. So there's very clear uh, regulation around that in terms of amount of notice and and then what the landlord uh, landlord's obligations are. And in, in particular, you know, they actually need to do this in good faith and move into the unit for at least six months. And if they don't. Uh, uh, they can be subject to a very significant penalty of up to 12 months' rent. So, so I think you know there's a regulatory framework here that uh, really, um, you know, we need one that allows uh, landlords to reclaim their 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 units if they, they or or child, uh, etc., wish to uh, reoccupy it, uh, but also protect tenants. And I think, by and large. That's probably accomplished uh, with that, but uh, I think one of the challenges that uh, that has emerged here is that uh, um, uh, you know the, the process. You know, so should a tenant uh, uh, feel that uh, this was not done in good faith, the, mm-hmm. the, the process they need to go through through the residential tenancy branch probably could be a little more straightforward, and also, you know. Um, Currently, the, the residential tenancy branch is, is continues to be challenged in terms of sort of the the promptness which uh, with which they can give uh, both tenants and landlords access to justice. So, you know, I think the, there's there's other things uh, um, at play here, uh, and you know, certainly from our perspective, I mean, our expectation is landlords are going to do these things in good faith. Um, be responsible, professional, etc. But we're not a regulatory body, and, and I'm not going to, you know, sit here on the call with you and say that that what you're suggesting never happens. It's, it, it, I'm sure it, it does, and it's really unfortunate. Uh, Do you so, think it needs to be tightened that, right now? Do you think it needs to be the the, the rules themselves need to be tightened? And I'm, I'm not trying to pick on landlords yeah. here. I know it's not easy, uh, but just yeah. because of the tight market, which you know, I you as the landlord, the CEO of Landlord BC, didn't create. This has been uh, yeah. Multi generational for and it's been going on for a few decades. We've sleepwalked in, into this sort of housing crisis in many yeah. ways. Um, but do you think the rules need to be tightened? Because uh, one would argue there's probably plenty of landlords who aren't following the spirit of that those rules and using that type of yeah. rule uh, um, uh, to actually you know find new tenants where they can significantly increase the rent. Sure. I, I guess uh, first of all, I should say. I mean, I have no. Uh, we have no statistics. You, you know that. Support. I think the the uh, organization you you were quoting there. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, I don't know whether that number is correct or not. I mean, it really the only the residential tenancy branch would have a good sense for that. So, you know, my sense is that non-payment of rent is is in fact uh, you know a significant uh, significantly larger percentage of disputes and, and why tenancies end is because of rent is not being paid. So, so I think that's a starting point. But in, in terms of uh, looking at, at this whole issue of personal use, see, there's, there's, I think there is an opportunity to, to, to revisit it from a couple perspectives. One is, first of all, it, 
it uh, it actually has a very narrow definition in terms of who would uh, qualify uh, in terms of the personal use uh, reclamation of of the unit. Mm -hmm. It's only child of the landlord or landlord's spouse. But in in reality, I mean, you know, everybody's struggling with housing and, and, you know, owners of these units have siblings, grandparents, grandchildren. None of them are eligible to be included in that definition. And I think that would be a really constructive uh, a revision because, I, again, I don't have you know uh, hard data here, but just anecdotally, I know we hear that from our members. We're you know an elderly couple who's saying you know my my son and 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 uh, daughter and grandchild are you know or or my grandchild rather is challenged for housing right now. I would like them to occupy this unit, but they can't reclaim it for personal use. So I think that should be changed. But the the other thing is. Again, partially because of you know some of the challenges that the residential tenancy branch in, ter- in terms of getting uh, timely access to justice, you know, it, it may be time to look at whether or not that six months six month period is appropriate. Um, perhaps it should be a longer window. And I know, you know, there are going to be landlords who aren't going to like that. But I think you know if we were to expand that definition to include, like I said, siblings and grandparents and grandchildren. Uh, you know, I think that more broadly, we you know we'd be amenable to supporting perhaps moving that six month window that you have to occupy the unit to one year. At least it's a conversation worth worth having uh, to to I think you know be address some of the concerns that we know are, we're hearing from from our members, but also you know to your point that this is a challenging uh, rental environment right now, and and uh, perhaps uh, some additional sensitivity around this specific. Uh, uh, sort of, uh, uh, you know, issue around tendencies could be could David, be addressed. David, I'm curious. Um, give me a sense of what, I, and I know there's not going to be much sympathy out for this, but I think we need to hear it because, uh, you know, we're relying more on investors who have bought condominiums and apartments and renting them out. Mm-hmm. What have the last few years been like regarding COVID, regarding a cap on rental increases? What what have, what, it's, what has it been like for landlords? Yeah, that's a great question, and I appreciate it. You know, it's... There's a misperception here that, uh, you know, um, uh, and, and frankly, it's there's, a, there's some delusion on the part of folks who have become landlords that it's some easy, low-risk, you know, hugely lucrative venture. And the fact of the matter is, you know, being a landlord is extremely challenging in, in British Columbia. Uh, there's huge risk. You know, the, the cost uh, to, to to make those investments because of interest rates and inflation, et cetera, have, you know, increased exponentially. So, so you know, yes, unfortunately, there is not a lot of sympathy for landlords, but the fact of the matter is, you know, they are providing crucial, crucial housing. It's an important service. And and it is naive, frankly, to, to, to believe that, you know, you can constantly, constantly, uh, put more and more pressure on landlords and not expect some really negative uh, consequences. And that is, and we're seeing it. I mean, people are, are leaving the sector uh, because they're basically saying, I can't operate on the basis of negative cash flow, negative rates of returns, rather, year after year after year. So so this is the thing. This is the conversation that needs to be had about how do we, you know, how do we find that balance that, uh, you know, re- respects 
the need for for housing for all British Columbians, but also understands and 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 is, is sensitive to the fact that to provide this housing is extremely extremely difficult and costly, and that's true of whether it's market housing or non-market housing. So so this is this is where we're at. It's a huge dilemma. Certainly, you know, 40 years of not building purpose-built rental never, you know, didn't help. We're, we fortunately, you know, we have, uh, you know, Premier Evie is very focused on housing. I, I think, you know, there's some solutions coming forward, but more needs to be done. But yeah, I mean, this is this is it there, is an issue. There needs to be a meeting of the minds here um, at the end of the day. Absolutely, David. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, I really appreciate you reaching out. Take care.